For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking with William P. Smith. Uh, William, and I know you, you like to go by Bill, so let me go ahead and say, Bill, welcome. Thank you, John. Good to be with you. Uh, Bill has been in pastoral ministry as well as some counseling ministries. Uh, he has authored uh, the books Loving Well, Even When You Haven't Been, and Caught Off Guard, Encounters with the Unexpected God, as well as numerous mini books, including How Do I Stop Losing It With My Kids and How to Love Difficult People, uh, which I can tell we already need you to have you back on to discuss those uh, topics with us. Uh, Bill is regularly invited to speak at other churches and leads weekend retreats. He and his wife, Sally, are the parents of three very active children. Uh, his words, not mine. <laughs> uh, but Bill has written a new booklet as well uh, entitled Obsessed with Your Phone, Disconnecting to Connect. And that is through New Growth Press. You can access that on their website, newgrowthpress.com. And uh, these are, are booklets. If uh, those of you who are familiar with New Growth Press know that they have a large catalog of booklets. And so this is uh, in that booklet series and you can buy these in, in bundles uh, and, you know, hand them out to your church or lead a small group on these are very helpful resources. So all this week we'll be talking about this booklet, Obsessed with Your Phone, and kind of have some questions centered on that. But Bill, before we get started, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about your family and, and ministry? You know, I also see that you, you have your, your PhD, so maybe just tell us a bit, little bit about, about your education as well. Sure. Um, my wife, Sally, and I just passed our 27th anniversary. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, very glad. Um, we have three kids, two of whom are in college. We still have a junior here at home. Um, they are still incredibly active, but we're sort of more in that transitioned phase where, where we're much more sort of the counselors and, and advice givers and, and just really trying to launch them and see them flourish. Um, Path in ministry has been really just uh, super over the years. Started out uh, right out of seminary, going into some counseling, worked for a counseling organization uh, that also provided seminary classes. So I was teaching in the seminary for about 10 years. During that time is when I pursued my PhD. And I pursued it in a discipline that's a little odd for people. It's sociology. Um, I already had my, my MDiv, and so I felt like I had a, a fairly solid basis in the scripture, but I wanted to understand not just individuals, but groups of people. And so I used the sociological filter to understand how are we as evangelicals uh, engaging our culture. And it just, uh, I think, has been really super helpful, especially when I then worked in a church setting. I was invited to start a counseling center and slowly move through the, the staff um, in a pastoral capacity, including being uh, one of the, the senior pastors there. Hmm, that's yeah, very interesting. And I guess some of that is, was that work with CCEF? Is that correct? It was. 
okay. for those of you who know about CCF, just a, a very full, rich uh, number of years there. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that's Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. Those who are uh, who, who listen to this podcast as well as our Parenting Today podcast, Julie Lowe has been on there, and so she works with CCEF as well, and she will be speaking at our youth leader training this year. Um, so anyway, it's interesting to, to hear that and, and, again, to pursue that in sociology. That sounds very interesting for sure. Um, all right, so look, we'll go ahead and get in to discuss uh, the booklet, uh, Obsessed with Your Phone, Disconnecting to Connect, as I said. We'll be talking about this all this week and uh, subject matter related to that. We know that you know technology, uh, first and foremost, we want to say is a good thing. And, and that's, you know, you mentioned that in your book as well. So even though we kind of raise some of the issues to be cautious of and um, concerns, we, we have to, as Christians, affirm technology is a good thing, uh, but we must engage it with discernment. And there are many things to be uh, um, concerned about, uh, for sure, when we look at some of the stats and research that go along uh, with this. But just starting off today, uh, Bill, uh, let's begin with, with the title, you know, Obsessed with your phone. You know, for those who are listening and wondering, you know, am, am I obsessed with my phone? Is this talking about me? You know, how, how do I know if I'm obsessed with my phone? What, what are a few things you might point um, point to people that, that imply obsession? I know you list some of these on, on page four of your booklet, but just um, some thoughts you have there. What, what are some ways in which you could help people know, okay, am I obsessed with my phone? You know, on page four, I give a whole uh, a list of different kind of activities. I think I would probably break it down into three basic categories that those different activities fall into. And those three categories would be frequency of time that we spend with it, duration of time that we spend with it, and the priority that we give it. So if you think about frequency, and you mentioned some of the research, there's it, it, it's fascinating um, People put little apps on the phone to count sort of how many times you pick it up and how many times you touch it and all those, you know, they'll cite the statistics that we pick them up about 150 times a day, mm. <laughs> which is staggering. If you think about it, you think, okay, we're awake, what, maybe 16, 18 hours a day. That's on the order of eight, nine, 10 times an hour. Wow. Uh, every hour. And, you know, obviously if, if, if you're in a meeting and you, you do a little less, then that means <laughs> you're making up for that <laughs> elsewhere. Or they, um, they have really cool uh, statistic. People took uh, every time that you actually touched it, so whether it was a tap or a click or a swipe, uh, and, and, and counted that. And the number that came back was, on average, people are doing this 2,600 times a day. <laughs> and you just think, no, that can't be me, right? Uh, <laughs> the, if, actually, if you take that that group of people, and you just look at the top 10% users, they double that number, over double it. They're, they're up at around 5,400 times a day. Uh, so frequency is one of those things. If you find yourself constantly picking it up, constantly touching, it, it's, I think, worth asking the question, is this thing got a little bit more hold on me? Or think about the duration. I, I, I'm guilty here. Uh, you know, I'll pick it up to check my email and then, oh, let me look over at Facebook or, or one of my other kind of social media accounts. And then I wind up coming up for air about half hour later or an hour later. <laughs> I think, what, what just happened here? You know, I, I didn't expect to be that long. Or, okay, it, it, maybe it's not half hour, an hour, but it's another 10, 15 minutes. And, and those add up all day long. So I think here about frequency, I think about duration when, when we're already involved in it, 
I think priority is probably the one that really sells to you whether or not you're you're obsessed. For instance, I know for a lot of us, it's the very first thing we pick up in the morning. A lot of us now use it as our, our alarm clock, and it's very easy to turn the alarm off and immediately check, you know, what's the weather like? Has anybody sent me an email? Uh, is there anything happening out in the world? That, and before we're even out of bed, we're already on the thing. Or for a lot of us, it's the last thing that we look at at night. A number of people literally go to sleep with their phone in their bed. Uh, and you start to realize it, it's this constant companion. Or you think about, okay, when I'm bored, what's the first thing that I do? And for a number of us, again, we turn to the phone, either looking at something, reading something, watching something, playing something. Um, similarly, when we're upset, we turn most to the phone or first to the phone or when we're angry or lonely or frustrated. In other words, it's become this thing that we use to soothe ourselves, to calm ourselves. We can't stand those five or 10 minutes during the day when we don't know what else to do with ourselves. <laughs> so pick up the phone. We'll do it in the bathroom. Uh, again, guilty here, checking email, um, or on the, the train or, or all of those different kind of places. And you start to realize, wow, this, this thing is something that's always with us. Uh, one of the questions I think that that's worth asking is, which do you lose more often, your phone or your keys? And when you start to think about it in those terms, you realize, wow, this, this thing is really important to us, almost to that level of obsession. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I know you would say this as well, and you, you do a good job in the booklet of, of highlighting the good, that there are, you know, as Christians, as we use these devices, there's ways in which we actually can redeem the time and, and be productive, you know, checking email if it's on a commute or, or whatever. Obviously, you know, if we're commuting on a train or subway, not when we're driving behind the wheel of a car, but, um, but there's ways in which we can redeem the time, but then it does kind of spill over into that um, obsession, like you say, and I think you're very, it's very helpful to think about those three uh, categories of just, you know, frequency, duration, and priority. I think that that's very helpful. Um, maybe a follow-up to this. I know, you know, some talk about being addicted to our phones and people throw around the word addiction a lot, you know, as we talk about using our devices. And I mean, you even shared the story of the man who, who married his phone. Um, and I think it was in Las Vegas, maybe. And so, yeah. and so, um, I guess just reacting to that, I mean, you didn't entitle your booklet addicted to your phone. It was more obsession. Was that intentional? What do you think about using the word addiction? Just some thoughts there. Addiction has that, um, the, the, the right sense of compulsion, but it's sort of gotten loaded at this point, I think, with, with a sense of um, inevitability, like there isn't anything that I can do about it. And I, I think, okay, um, I, I don't know that I want to communicate that level of, of alarm. Is it a, 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 let's put it in that broader category, it, it's an element of creation, and just like so many other elements of creation, I, you can misuse it, overuse it, use it as a substitute, um, attempting to uh, deal with your own brokenness, fallenness uh, through it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Uh, and I think the redemption element of it, I think, is there. Uh, I, I To be able to connect with people who are hurting uh, relatively instantaneously and know that we can connect uh, wherever we are, I think there's a huge value to that, to grab those extra five or 10 minutes that would have gotten 
perhaps lost uh, and, and be able to run through email that that we need to be able to work business kind of arrangements out or, or even connection kind of things, that there's value to all of that. Can you misuse it? Yes. Does that mean uh, run away and throw it out? I, I, <laughs> I would like to suggest something else. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's very helpful. I mean, just, I think, you know, using that word, I mean, I've used that word. I think we can kind of just throw that word around for sure. Um, but just to see the, the redemption aspects to to this device specifically, I think it's important for, for Christians to to see that, to know that, again, to recognize that. Um, so that's, that's very helpful um, for sure. Uh, and, and maybe if I can just jump in on you do, there. Please do. I, I, I think that we... We so easily use words in in a um, in a way to get attention, and and we can uh, overemphasize or or over what dramatize uh, an issue. And, and we live in a world that is constantly being advertised to, and so we, we we try to find rhetoric that I think goes over the top. And I don't know that that's always helpful as we're trying to live our lives. Hmm, that's a very good point. I mean, that's something just as as Christians, we know the value of words and how significant words are. And, and we're growing up in a culture that, you know, I, I think it was maybe Al Mohler talking recently of, of just um, trying to create news stories uh, just all mm. the time. And, and oftentimes that's done by the language we use. And, and so using, you know, these powerful words, even in this conversation about addiction um, can create these uh, these concerns, these stories, you know, being alarmist about certain things or whatever. And so, yeah, we need to be cautious of those words that we use as Christians. So that's, yeah, excellent point. Um, is there anything else you want to add as we close this down? The only thing that I would add there is I think that's especially important as parents and as youth workers uh, and as pastors, because I think we can t- tend to turn people off with alarmist rhetoric. They, they, they hear that and, and sort of classify us then as those hyperbolic kind of people rather than someone who's actually got something wise and, and necessary to communicate. Mm, yeah, once again, Bill, that's very helpful. Uh, for those listening, be sure to tune in tomorrow as we continue this discussion talking about um, Obsessed With My Phone. Uh, and we will be looking at kind of the, the passion that fueled uh, the, the writing of this booklet. Uh, so I look forward to that tomorrow. Thanks, Bill. Great to be with you.